A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's up, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. We're here uh, with our new, um, you know, shorter form episodes that we're trying to get into. We're going to be dropping episodes each week to kind of mitigate the length of the Tuesday night show. And this week's show is going to be scouting the Bucks, And we're going to be able to do that this week with my buddy, Ren Dax, from the Pewtercast uh, podcast. Uh, Ren, thanks for joining us. Hey, man, no problem. Thank you very much for asking me. It's always fun to come on and, and talk to you. And, and we can now like link arm in arm as we uh, march down the road hating the Saints. Yes, we can do that. And we can also look over on YouTube. I can see my beautiful face a-playing right now. Uh, we've been talking for the last eight minutes or more, and uh, turns out it wasn't even streaming. So I thought they were joshing me for being five minutes late. No, the damn thing won't even run in. But hey, the fans of the C3 Panthers podcast know that story. Tony is a history professor, not a YouTube professor, and I've done my best to get good at it. And, hey, some of it works at times, some of it doesn't. But I thank you, Ren, for your patience and the fans for listening and patience. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe to the show. Check out Ren at Ren Daxed, Ren underscore Daxed on Twitter. That's R-E-N underscore D-A-X-T. Follow the Pewtercast podcast. Guys, we always are inward looking when it comes to our teams. We know we watch every play. We watch every nobody that we sign. We um, we moan and groan over the fourth and one call where the Panthers, um, you know, didn't get and should we have given it to Christian McCaffrey? Oh, all these different things. But sometimes we don't take enough time to look outside of our own team. And so that's what scouting, these kind of scouting reports are going to do each and every week. We're going to go and look and get an insider view at our upcoming opponent. And this week in week two, we're going to Tampa. Tampa's coming off of a loss, a big one in many ways. The Tom Brady era starts with the biggest, one of the headliners. I mean, you can't write it any better than this. Tom Brady comes to the NFC South. Week one, they got to go on the road against the Saints team that is far better than we're used to accustomed to because they have a defense now. I bought into the hype, Bren. 
uh, my mm-hmm. teams. I, I do it every time. I'm a sucker uh, for the Bucks. I gave up on them a long time ago, before about two or three years ago, maybe three years ago. I said, I got to see it to believe it. I'm not right. gonna not gonna buy it anymore, but I fell for the Tom Brady. I fell right. for it, and I hate the Saints so much, and I believe that they're overrated. Even when I'm wrong, I always think that. I thought the Tampa was gonna go on the road and win this game, and rightfully, I think they should have. In many ways, I think they went on the road and lost the game. And I know, yes, they yeah. lost, but lost it themselves more than the mm-hmm. Saints win it. What's your thoughts on this um, this game? Um, Week one under the Tom Brady, Bruce Arian regime. It's funny to hear you talk about how, you know, you, you, you know, every little move you guys like wring your hands over and then every little play call like that. If, uh, if that's your type of Panther fan, you know, the, that you are, of course you are, but your listeners are like, that's us over here at the Peter cast. Like we're just, we're just pulling for a different team. We actually did a predictive uh, practice squad like of the 16 players. And every week we talk about who are the four players are going to protect. So we're in it deep. Uh, the game was disappointing, but you're right. Like the Bucks lost it. The defense, like you talked about, they have one. It was sort of a, uh, a question mark because the secondary is so young and they were trending up so well at the end of the year. And they showed up and they came to play. Sean Mifford Berting had a, had a great game. He's an outside corner that moves inside and during the nickel uh, Carlton Davis, who's a third-year player, Burfing Bunting is only his only his second year. This is Carlton Davis's third year. Followed around Michael Thomas for most of the game, held him to two catches. I know he had three, but all of them only were 17 yards. That held Kamara to under you know 100 yards total. Uh, held Drew Brees to under 160 yards. Held the entire offense to under 200, uh, under 300. It was like 290 yards. So the defense did their job. Uh, as a Buccaneers fan and wanting to believe the hype. Uh, and if anyone else like jumped in too, I, and you watch the game, it's not that the Bucks lost. Yeah, the continuity between Peyton and Breeze and the core of the offense and the Bucks and Tom Brady, who brought in Gronk and brought in Shady and brought in Leonard Fournette, they hadn't had any preseason games. And of course, no one has, but the needle would tip in favor of the Saints on that. Plus, even though I will be with you again, locked arms about how much the Saints are overrated, they are like a top five team. They have a top five roster. They're a top five team in the NFL. They've won the NFC South three years in a row. They went 13 and three last year. Like they're, they're good. Uh, so I, I wasn't really too high on, of course, I always pick the Bucks to win, right. but it, you know, Especially you know, 70. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, but, but like in my heart of hearts, I thought the Bucks had like, like a 70, 75% chance of losing. It was how they lost. We have a first round pick on the right on the right side going against Cam Jordan, our right tackle. Played excellent. Only gave up one pressure. That's it. The Cam Jordan never touched him, never touched Tom Brady from Tristan Worth's side. Our left tackle, who is now making close to fifteen million dollars in his sixth year, gave up sacks to their third and fourth best edge rusher. That's Who disappointing. Is that? Who's that tackle? Donovan Smith. Okay. Donovan Smith, yeah. And you and you know I know like I I, saw, I look about the, I look at the Panthers I know a little bit about them so I know you know you guys out there are are familiar with uh, being frustrated with tackle play oh you gosh. know and, and it's, <laughs> it's been miserable for ten yeah you know, decade well well since Jordan Grosslow yeah so you know how that can sort of derail an offense and and in one play uh, you know kill a drive uh, with Tom Brady's interceptions one was miscommunication one was a throw that was 
uh, actually a, a check. It was supposed to be an inside screen, but he checked to the outside. Then he threw it late and ended up being a pick six. We're, we're both very reminiscent of, of Jameis Winston turnovers. Uh, and then like a blocked field goal where it wasn't even close. The whole you know right side of the line just collapsed and three guys got in there, not just one. And then if you saw the game, uh, there was a penalty on a touchdown. So the Saints took the yardage on the kickoff and tried a pooch kick to pin, pin the Bucks inside. And two guys collided, both going for the ball, and it's laying on the carpet, and the Saints jump on it and, of course, punch it in and score. And so it's not that the Bucks lost. It's just the way they lost because, you know, penalties, undisciplined play. Um, you're a veteran guy who a lot of people worried about that's going to have to keep, you know, quote-unquote a 43-year-old quarterback alive, had probably his worst game as a Buccaneer. And then you look how well the defense played. You're just like, oh, man, like – you know, it's, um, you know, I'm sure it's like you felt like three years ago, like, like same old bucks, like same old bucks. You know, I, um, I don't know what to gauge in some ways when it came to that performance by the bucks, because I, I don't know how complete it is. Right. Is you have a mic, you have an injured Mike Evans, you have, like right. you said, um, a lot of getting to know people in, in many ways. I just assumed that Brady was going to be so Brady that right. no preseason, none of that, that could not phase them in any way. Uh, you heard, I mean, there's been a story. It's not even a story. It's a non-story um, in sensitivity land that Arians oh, yeah. crit was critical over Tom Brady's decisions at in, in that game. But do you think, that is there anything, to, Tom Brady can handle this, right? He worked with Bill Belichick. Yeah, this this was addressed, you know, and and of course, this was the highest rated game on on TV all week, including the Thursday night game, you know, so ESPN and Fox and everyone's going to run these stories, all the NFL network and run these stories about the Bucks game. And Tom Brady didn't look good. I think he played. I think he played besides those two picks. Obviously, one was miscommunication really wasn't his fault. It was Mike Evans, but he played really well. I he thought did. so too. I thought, and and I've I have not believed he's done. I believe no. my friends have been saying that he's washed, and not that like so bad. But they said, look at New England's offense last year. Look at I told you, and my friend was telling me the whole year. It's like it's a dud. It's a dud. I thought that um, that obviously there just wasn't a ton of talent, and their offensive line wasn't very good last year. Mm -hmm. Now historically, Tampa Bay's offense has not been very good. That could be problematic for Tom Brady, but he looked sharp out there on that pick six. Was that late read? Like you said, or is that a little noodle arm now? No, it, it, it it's not a noodle arm. It was just a bad throw. He threw it too okay. far inside period. End of story. That's what it is. You know, like a lot of people, you know, I've of course have been in the center of this about Tom Brady's noodle arm and this and all that stuff. And it amazes me that Drew Brees doesn't get any of this talk. Oh, because man, every man. time that he didn't, because every time that he, whole game, he has for the past two years. Anytime they want to throw the ball deep, they bring in uh, Tristan Tristan Hill. Yeah. No, that's not right. Uh, Taysom I, Hill. Taysom, Taysom Hill. Hill, which they did. Taysom in that Hill. Stupid trick play, which was awesome yeah. for my fantasy team because I got Kamara. Oh, congratulations! He also got two touchdowns. <laughs> yes. So, but but every time they want to throw the ball deep, like they did it in the playoff game back in Minnesota, like they pitched the ball to Taysom right. Hill and he threw it deep. Here again, they pitched the ball to him and he throws it deep. So, uh. You can believe what you want to believe. You want to believe Brady's washed. Go right ahead. If you want to uh, condemn him for this performance, I say go watch the game. 
because his deep ball targets was tier one, like drop him in the bucket, like five or six of them right in the bucket. Didn't miss one deep throw. Got three PI calls on five deep throws, six deep throws. He was willing to push the ball. I think that is the biggest signal of it all is that if you are, we saw Cam Newton when, when his shoulder was really injured and they were hiding it and he was hiding it two years ago. Right. And they, we were like, oh, he's finally developed this underneath game. No, he wasn't going deep at all because he didn't want to. So Tom Brady did not look hesitant. So I, I, th- I like how your very fair evaluation of Tom Brady, not overly glowing, right, is that he uh, was a weakness there. What was? Tell me about the joke. You, I was listening to your podcast, and you guys were sure. talking junk about players, like these like little snide comments you're making. And then yes. someone made a joke about Levante David. Explain this to me, because I thought Levante David was perfect. Is that is I don't, it sarcasm, or were you guys it actually had to being be. critical on Levante David? No, you can't be critical about okay. Levante David. Levante David, and this it is did for, sound course, sarcastic. Yeah. I just didn't know if I had missed something. Right. I I, I don't even know what you're talking about, because I'm in shock. I'm like, what? I'm like, you sure it was our podcast? Like, Levante David is our Luke Keekley. You right. know, if you go, if you look at their numbers, they're very comparable. As Buck fans, we are very chapped about it, about how Levante David doesn't get the same publicity nationally as a Wagner or Keekley did before he retired because his numbers are right there. They're better in some categories. They're both of them, even the ones that they're better in, it's Keekley and Wagner are second and third. The ones that Keekley's better in, Wagner and David are second and third. The one that well, Wagner's no more better Keekley, in. So you're good with that. He's yeah. gone. But I'm just yeah, I'm just trying well, you know, I'm just trying to 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 you know relate to the Panthers fans of what Levante David means to us here. So no, uh I think our this is a little biased, but our linebacking core is really going to show out this year. Um Devin you White the best is, one, right? I mean, is there one better than what you got? Or at least that tandem? I you know, I, I don't follow all the teams as closely as I should, but it'd be real hard pressed to. Like both of them came away with uh, 11 tackles. Levante David had like three tackles for loss. Uh, I, I think there was a pass break up in there. So, I mean, they, they make the engine go and, and they're, they're very, very good. So whatever we said about Levante David had to be said in yeah, it total felt sarcasm. Tongue in cheek. I just was like, am mm-hmm. I missing, missing something? Um, <laughs> no, but to, I should thing. answer your question real quick. I'm sorry. I'll be very quick. Uh, the question about, you know, Tom Brady being too sensitive, it was asked today in the media to Bruce Arians and he just laughed. He said, no, he's like, no, like Tom knew, you know, what he was getting into when he got here. Uh, you know, uh, Tom and I are fine. He came in today. We talked, we're fine. We've always been fine. We'll always be fine. Like end of story. Let's, uh, let's turn our attention to some injuries, right? I saw that Chris Godwin is in the concussion protocol. Mike Evans mm-hmm. is still, um, he did practice today from what I saw, but still, a uh, significant hamstring injury, and you saw that by how limited he was in the game. Uh, what other, what is the injury status going into this week right now, and how do you think it affects um, the Buccaneers as that, you know, getting on track and starting uh, to find their rhythm? Uh, I, right now, I think it's a non-issue. I think it's a complete non-issue. Uh, Mike Evans' hamstring was worse last week because he didn't practice at all, like at all, all week long. And then was on the field for 90% of the plays, I think, against the Saints. Um, they use him a lot as a decoy to keep Lattimore, you know, sort of out of the coverage. 
Uh, and Chris Godwin's is 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 a, is kind of weird because he did get a flag or draw a flag, I should say, because he had a helmet to helmet hit late in the game, um, and he didn't show any symptoms Monday, didn't show any symptoms Tuesday because he was on a Zoom call or a press conference. They're called nowadays, and if you're in concussion protocol, you can't do that. Like you're not allowed to give interviews. And then the first day of practice, he's not there. And they asked BA about it today after practice. And he's like, yeah, he's in concussion protocol. Showed no symptoms Monday or Tuesday. And today he did. So that's where we are. Um, what that says for the Bucks getting on track, I don't, I don't think it, it absolutely does anything. Uh, Tom Brady really likes this kid, Scotty Miller. Out of, oh, out of, uh, this is like his new little Edelman or something. He's super fast, is he? Fastest guy yeah, on the team, maybe? Is. Yeah, small white guy. You know, but he doesn't play the slot. He plays outside. Godwin plays the slot. The only time he plays the slot is when they're going to go four wide. But he had six. He had six catches and one. He also drew a deep pass interference call, and he led the team in yards. I think, as far as from from the receiving uh, standpoint. So, y- y- people talk about you know when the Eagles built this super team and it you know all crumbled. Um, on the offensive side of the ball, there's just depth everywhere at the skill positions. The tight end room possibly. It is one of the best tight end rooms, probably probably one of the best. Wide receiver room is one of the top five wide receiver rooms, maybe the best. The running back room is deep with experience, haven't proved it yet. And It's football season, guys, and look, it's time to put a little cheddar on these games, make some cash. You do that by going to mybookie.ag, where you're going to get hooked up if you use the promo code OVERTIME. First-time deposits get up to $1,000 in bonus cash for using the promo code OVERTIME at mybookie.ag. Additionally, the Overtime Network, which the C3 Podcast is part of, is ready to put some skin in the game for you guys, too. They're going to take one listener from the network who goes and starts an account at mybookie, uh, and they're going to give that person 500 bucks. Now, how do you get? How do you become eligible for this? You go to my bookie, you make a deposit, you got to use the promo code overtime, and then what you do is you take a screen grab of your de- of your deposit and you mail it to overtime at advertisecast.com and they're going to pick one person at the end of September and send them 500 cash. And then you're going to take that cash and you make some money. Or at least you're going to have some fun with it, right? So the Panthers are on the road against the Bucks, it's minus they're minus nine I think the over is the play here personally you can check out the professor's picks if you want to get a little bit more insight on some plays this week but go to mybookie.ag use the promo code overtime have some fun feel secure about it make some loot Let's talk about these running sure. backs is that you know you get the bizarre move where the Jacksonville Jaguars release um Leonard Fournette in his final year of his mm-hmm. contract, particularly when yeah. you hear about Fournette kind of getting his act together, um, you know, is that he, it seemed like he had a lot of soul searching over the past year or so and um, really committed to being in better health and, you know, taking care of his body. Some people, at least these are just things I've heard in passing. And I always right. find it weird when a team parts with someone before they have to. Um, why not just run him into the dirt and some different things? And you didn't get anything for him, so you guys go scoop up Leonard Fournette. I'm watching the game, and I don't see the guy anywhere. Uh, I think right. I looked at it. He had five carries, maybe, if even that. I uh, had one decent run, and then I think probably the rest just got swallowed up. Um, but the the real story was, is it Ronald Jones? Is that mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and he looked pretty darn good, to be honest. Yeah, Ronald Jones, they're very high on Ronald Jones. What they did is they drastically updated everything behind Ronald Jones. And then now we'll see who comes to the top. Uh, we had Dari Ugumbwale, who I think uh, ended up with Jacksonville, who was kind of like our third down back. I know you never heard of him. Exactly. Now we have Shady McCoy. Our backup running back last year was Peyton Barber, who's now with you know the Washington football team. Uh, caught, you know, had like had eight carries for 19 yards. Very Peyton Barber. Yep, yep. Thank you very much for your service. Goodbye. And now that's been that's been updated with Leonard Fournette. But they love Ronald Jones. Like they think he's really talented. Um, the Buccaneers have had trouble running the ball for close to a decade now. It feels like every year they're like, we're going to like Who the offensive line. Who was the last line. good back? Doug was Martin. It? Ah, Doug Martin. Last thousand yard rusher and thousand yards not hard. Like. A thousand yard rusher was a thousand yard rusher back when they had ten games. That's what because you ran a hundred yards a game. That's why it was so cool. Now they're sixteen. You got to run for like sixty six yards a game to get a yeah. thousand yards. We haven't had a thousand yards since Doug Martin, who has switched teams and now is retired. It's yeah, been a while. Yeah, I mean he was with the Raiders and for a while and injuries and some different things. Man, that has been a long time. Yeah, no answer there at all. And uh, so let's let's talk a little bit but why that is the case. It seems like it's because that offensive line has historically been a problem. We were talking about it earlier that Tristan Riff right. was was playing well, played very well. Cameron Jordan is uh, is a player. He's a I monster. don't like him on the field. Like not, I do. I actually like him. Like I like him as a. I want him on my team. I dislike him because right. he's not on my team. Exactly. Um, but that that's a that's pretty impressive. What else did you see on that offensive line? You talk, you mentioned the right tackle being problematic. Where left where tackle? Do you, yes, thank you. Uh, left tackle. Mm -hmm. Where do you see um, this offensive line? And talk a little bit about the depth there going into Sunday. Well, we shall see. And the reason I say this, and again, I'm not trying to get everyone fired up, but you guys gave up 87 yards on the ground, 130 in the first half, and 130 total. Uh, the Saints have, again, top 10 roster. They're a very good front seven. Um, we think the town is there on the offensive line. Uh, a lot of the uh, woes where we like to say that was because the old offensive line coach uh, before B.A. got here, uh, George Warhop, and then now we've, we've brought in uh, uh, Gilbert and uh, uh, got, not Godwin, excuse me, Goodwin, and everyone trended up. So, like, obviously Tristan Wirth, I'm going to go down the line from right tackle, left tackle. Obviously Tristan Wirth wasn't there. Had a great game, first game. Okay. Our, our uh, right guard was a guy we drafted three years ago. Couldn't get on the field against Warhop, even though we had a complete sieve in Caleb Beninock there, but he couldn't get on the field. Last year he comes in. He wasn't the weakest link. You know, he's a, he's a D2 guy. Alex Kappa. Alex he was Kappa. a third-round okay. pick. He was third-round pick a couple of years ago. So his era was trending really up. It was basically, it was one of those things. He's a rookie. I didn't hear his name a lot all year. Good job. Center, Jensen, who we paid and was the highest-paid center a couple of years ago, had a terrible first year under Warhop. Last year might have been his best year at center in the whole, like, for his whole career. Ali Marpet, very underrated guard. We think he's a top-five guard in the league. Um, and he never sort of trended down under Gilbert because our excuse is he's just that good like you know like like even like Dean Smith held Jordan under 20 points at Carolina but he was still Jordan 
And now we got Donovan Smith, who had probably his worst game. Now, how do I equate that into why the Bucks can't run the ball? I have no idea. I cannot tell you. We don't know. It's a huge mystery. I will know more about this run, <laughs> this this offensive line and how they run the ball after Sunday. Yes, uh, because we can't. We're not very good against the run. We have problems setting the edge right now because we've got young ends. Brian Burns right. is a, and this is the. A ki- the I guess the catch twenty two of getting these speed rushers, and I mm-hmm. think we 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 do believe Brian Burns can be more than a speed rusher alone. So it's not like he this is all he can be. Like some people believe Vic Beasley was or something like that. But when you're right. go to, when you when your bread and butter is on the speed and you come out of college, those offensive tackles uh, they know how to handle it, right? And yeah. that is they let you run. And they let mm-hmm. you get too deep, and those offensive coordinators just pick on it. And that was yeah. a problem for us in this first game is setting the edge. And then right when we were trying to address that, uh, we we started to have some problems up the middle. KK Short's hurt right now, it sounds like. Um, so th- they – we were How not. did Brown do in his first game? I think he did Mixed very bag. well. Yeah, is okay. I mean, is that I think he did well. It's just one of those positions. It's kind of hard to tell alone when not everybody else is playing well. How do you gauge right. a defensive tackle alone? You know, was he? And we don't, we don't, we didn't expect him to be the up the gut pressure guy like a Aaron Donald type. I mean, we right. want him to be that a little bit, but we believe he's more of a run, you know, block eater type thing, right? And uh, he showed what I liked about him. Some people were upset because on the touchdown pass, he kind of got twisted around backwards. I mean, on the run. So there were some times where people were saying. Where he got double teamed? Where he got double teamed and blown out? Yeah. And uh, so some people were like, oh, we were hoping he would make more splash plays. Right. Um, But it it sounds, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like exactly like what was like what Tom Brady went through. Like. Tom Brady comes in, and you said it earlier. Like you, you see what Brown does in college, and you expect him to come in there and just be like a fire hydrant, an anchor. And it's like, it's like, look, man, these guys. Like he was going against Richie Ock, Ock, Richie Incognito. What the hell is that guy's name? Incognito. Richie Incognito. I mean, the guys, the guys, like been doing it for almost he's a decade. Been and he's bullying a motherfuckers for all over the place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, the, the 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 talent gap is 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 this is minuscule like it doesn't exist in the nfl and you know like you and a lot of buck fans and me secretly we just wanted to say well we're gonna see tom brady in new england well tom brady's in that offense for 20 20 years like he had it mastered this is all new offense you know all new language like there's gonna be some hiccups there so uh i just feel that i just thought it was funny where everyone's like oh he's just gonna be there and he'll just you know you know hold up two guys every play and the line run backers will run free and 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 he doesn't do it like three times and it's like oh god why would i get this guy and it's like this is, no preseason he's, he's like 22 internet, years old it's what the internet draft culture does to us right the and i oh, have got, i've become less and less intrigued by the draft and the <gasps> evaluating people so much because first, uh, when we first started our website, ran is that we, um, we were like covering, you know, like all of these people and trying to do all this stuff, and and I one year we had this big massive draft guide and all it was just so much work, 
and not one single you thing. You guys did a draft, right? Yeah. You and, guys I did mean, a draft like, guy? Yeah, yeah. It was like 70 pages. It was something ridiculous. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. We did like 100 player profiles. Like I had to edit the whole crap because I'm good at writing, but I don't know anything about scouting and stuff. Did any and of those I, guys get drafted? No, like not a single damn thing was right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and and then on top of that is how many times, and I'm so sick of every draft, and even the professional people are so, what they do is this, is that that's what you have to do. You got to get so excited about these players, but you have mm-hmm. to realize that very rarely do these guys just come in and just dominate. I mean, usually we limit that to the top 10 players, and it depends yeah. on the position too. Like how yes. many, how many top five left tackles have you seen take three years? Yeah, to be yeah. anything that's worth a damn. Now, so I do try to temper people's expectations, but they're like, "Well, they dominate in college. They're going to do." So yeah, I think everybody they face in college isn't in the pros, right? I everybody they defend- beat in college is not playing. Yeah, I think defensive tackle is an easier transition out of all out of some of the defensive line. I do believe this is like a lot of people are really high on one of this other draft pick we got, Yatur Grossmantos uh, uh-huh. from Penn State. And I just have this firm belief that it takes a DN three years to develop unless they're Jadavian Clowney or Julius Peppers or something like that. Is that so you can't yeah, really Miles expect- Garrett. Yeah, yeah. Is that these are the rare when they just are from the moment that they step in superstars. Running back's probably the easiest position to come mm-hmm. in and have success because mm-hmm. you just run straight ahead as fast as you can and you're at your peak performance at that point and you're too stupid to know better so you make quick decisions and you do i'm gonna so, get every inch i can okay yeah, well, yeah. you'll be out of the league in four years but you know go for exactly. it exactly so um no i was very happy with uh Derek brown's performance overall is that he showed some mean country strength and what i saw with this is that um the play that really was impressive to me about him was um they're all pushing the line and they pass the ball and everybody else is like, oh, it's a pass play. We just put forward a thousand percent of our energy for nothing, and the ball just went mm-hmm. right over our head. And he w- he didn't even hesitate; just started turning, running downfield, trying to catch this. Rec- so the motor, the effort, trying to catch Judy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna come together, right? So I'm okay with that. Um, so we will be interested in if they can get a little back on track because we had no sacks in this game. Um, yeah, you guys didn't have any pressures, no QB hits. Right, and in some ways that's the game, the way the game w- was. is like there just wasn't a real opportunity, you know, is that they were dumping the ball off, they were doing a lot of outside real quick stuff. And so it, was, it wasn't like they were just sitting there for days and we weren't getting home. Right. But the real issue continued to be these edges overextending themselves and people taking advantage of it. So now, the, so 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 the edges. Just just so I, I I'm I'm clear on what you're saying. You're saying like your speed guys, you know Brian Birds in particular. Basically, they're like, okay, if you're gonna you know try to beat us on the corner, we're just gonna escort escort you out the back door and run underneath you. Yeah, they would almost run at them, you know, and so that these guys, what these tackles would do is almost not even really touch them. They would just one hand them and make it so they were trying to arc all the way out and take, you know, it was like, and all of a sudden they would turn around. They're coming back to the quarterback. You know, if a quarterback climbs the pocket, 
that outside, if both guys are just 100 miles an hour, a good tackle can play angles right. Yeah. Just you half it. man him. Yeah. yeah. You just, yeah. Yeah, you just and, half man I call it going out the back door. Like, okay, you, yeah, <laughs> you want to go that exact, way? Yeah. Keep going. Keep yes. going. And so that's exactly what was happening and the problem with uh, a speed rusher, right? But, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to have to get – that's why these guys got to get two and three moves. And that's why it takes so long for a defensive end to get good in the NFL because – Offensive linemen in the NFL, not only are they athletic as shit, right? But mm-hmm. they're playing chess. Yeah. And uh, we used to be very critical. Not we. I was never critical of this person because he was my favorite all-time Panther, and that's Julius Peppers. But some Panther fans, when he was here, were said that he took plays off. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, why isn't he going as hard as he can? And when you look at the way and you saw how his career unfolded and he plays like 17 years or whatever it was, 18 years, and he's like a top three sack guy of all time, he's setting these tackles up. He's going outside, outside, inside, outside, inside, inside, outside, speed, speed, slow, hesitate. You know, they're doing all these different things, and the tackles do that too. And they reckon, you know, they're playing chess, and while these youngins are playing checkers, right. and that's when they take that leap. Now, your offensive line is going to hopefully get a burst of you guys are going to get some confidence against the Panthers. Maybe, maybe the Panthers, you know, get we get a little confidence in our offensive line, but there's some real issues when it comes to the Panthers' secondary limitations, should we say? significant yeah, limitations yeah. in that is like look is that we got a new coaching staff this is rebuild and maybe and and i know it's not tank but it's rebuild and mm-hmm. the the team was not going to invest significant assets into padding the secondary when it was going to be kind of a you know it wasn't going to really do much in the end of the day, right? Right. That, yeah. Like, I mean, is it going to really move the needle if we go sign a big corner? Yes, it will help the team. We will be better, but we're not going to be in a playoff year this year. You got this About is the a time great. He... This is a great year to suck. Right. Yes. Yes. If the you're going to suck, year is the yeah. best year yeah. to suck. A yes. because of all and... the salary cap unknowns for next year. And B, too, is that the NFC South looks like locked and loaded in for the Saints and the Bucks. So, you right. know, I mean, it's just that it's not, I won't say it's unrealistic for us to win, but it, it might not be the year for us to be trying to really go. I mean, obviously, it's not the year to go all in. We're not. We're pulling back a bit. And I think the secondary shows that, you know, we, you know, James Bradbury, he's really, he's, he goes to signs a deal with the Giants, played very well against Pittsburgh in this game. Um, this past week, but we have we were down to Dante Jackson, who has been unreliable. He's been he's been erratic, you know, uh, mm-hmm. throughout his career. And he's young. I mean, he's only played two years in the league, but he's been um, he's not been uh, consistent. And in many ways, the coach he's been irritating to the coaches in some ways, like just because of his style of play and his. I would say for is it un, is it is it is undisciplined a bit? Yeah, like it's kind of a you know, and I think it's because when you run four two, mm-hmm. you can get away with a lot of shit. 
you know, you it's like, I'm like, I'm going to catch up, you know, is that so you take more risks, you don't play as sound right. and as fundamental because you're so fast that you believe you can always make it up. And so some of that is there's been some questions about how coachable he is, and the, but nothing. I don't think he's a butt like, but he's also 5'10 and weighs right. like 170 pounds. He is yeah. not a, a corner that you can – he's a nice asset to have if you're going against some of these real speedy receivers and things. But he's not going to be great. He's not going to really be all that effective against a Mike Evans, who's fast and big. These Julio Jones. Yeah, yeah. Michael so, Thomas. And then on the other side, we got a rookie who is starting. Eli Apple went on injured reserve. So this is where our questions are. We have um, we have an exciting player, uh, rookie, and Jeremy Chin, but we can only be so reliant and excited about. Uh, He's these the guys. safety out of. Out of some, U- like it was US like Men. Arkansas Central or something. He's from a small school. Okay. Okay. He yeah, is yeah. like a off. He's like a discount version of Isaiah Simmons. Okay. He's like the off brand of Isaiah Simmons, the Food Lion brand. And he, <laughs> he though, has been very exciting, but they're playing him at weak side linebacker now, I think. Really? You know, so he's kind of a safe. Like, like a joker? Yeah, yeah. And so he was attack. He was very, he was pretty good in this game, but the the corners one on one, we're not going to be able to do a lot of man. It's going to be some problems there. So now, once we think about this, is that the Bucks may be trying to get this running game on atta- uh, established against the Panthers, but Tom Brady was not hesitant to push the ball. Mike Evans, though, you got some injuries there. How do you think this is going to turn out? I mean, for us, we think that this is where the real vulnerability for the Panthers, where things could get out of hand. Right. Going this week, considering the injuries, are you? Are, do you think that you guys are going to try to get the ground game go- going, or is this something that it's going to be just a good mix of everything and it doesn't matter who's out there, Tom Brady's going to feed O.J. Howard, who is my favorite on your team, Um but what do you think about that passing attack? Are they looking to – is this a statement game kind of by the Bucks to say, look, chill out, folks? Well, yeah, um, but I think sort of every game is a, is a is like that. You know, it's six, it's 16 one-game seasons. Right. But, yeah, yeah there's – I think um, as for Buccaneer fans, um, the Bucks have talked about it since B.A. got here. They're really trying to run a balanced offense. They want to run their passing game through play action, and they can't do that until they put up a serious run game. Now, if the Bucks come in there and run the ball just as good as Vegas, we can just look back and go, the Saints are really good, no preseason, blah, 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 blah. If we go in there and get shut down by the Panthers and have sort of like the same average, like 3.2, 3.3 yards per carry, then we might have to sort of rethink the way we're going to attack teams. Now, offensively, for the Buccaneers attacking the Panthers' defense, it's a mismatch. It's a mismatch on paper. You know, even if Godwin doesn't play, uh, if if they both don't play, then it, 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 things could get shaky. Um, it becomes more of a, of a level playing field. But if it, if it's if it's Godwin, Miller, OJ, Gronk, you know, uh, Mike Evans out there against you know a very inexperienced, um, still learning the defense. Uh, back five or back four, it, you know, it, it, the Panthers are going to have to score to keep up. Now, good news, you did score. You scored 30 yeah. points, and and you kind of should have what could have had a real good chance, maybe probably should have won the game. 
So yeah, and there was some opportunities earlier that were I won't say miss, but yeah, is look we scored thirty points. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater was what they wanted him to be in right. this game. Is that is exactly when they signed Teddy Bridgewater and they parted ways with Cam? Is that Cam has such an upside in so many ways, uh, but the the injuries they obviously a real concern. Our owner let that slip. Is that basically? They just weren't wanting to deal with a year that could be railroaded or derailed by just one more cam injury. So it's just kind of right. this is the time. And Teddy Bridgewater, and and a lot of fans are upset about this because he hasn't, he's not necessarily got a sparkling injury history himself. You know, <laughs> is that? Um, but. He steady the ship, I think, and that is, and it's more than a game manager. I don't want to call him a game game manager because I feel that's an insult in this league. Right? Um, he's be, he's better than a he's much better than a classic game manager. Like here here's how I look at it from the outside. You want somebody in there who's not going to turn the ball over and be accurate with the ball. Right. And that's what and that's what you got. Yeah, and that's what we saw in this game. Um, you know, re, re, you know, didn't now there was he got away with a couple, but everybody gets away with a couple and some yeah. different things. So no, I was very happy with that. And we got Robbie Anderson, who he's right. the skinniest. He's the skinniest little mug in the world. Yeah, but he is a baller, man. He can play. And uh, then you got Christian McCaffrey. So that's where I was actually going to put this. Is I have uh, so I started this new segment, and for the people in the chat room who are talking about Robbie Anderson right now, I'm going to be uploading this video after Ren and I get off, is that I'm un- debuting a new weekly segment called Professor's Picks, where this knucklehead who doesn't sports bet is going to sports bet this year and see Uh-oh. how he does, right? Now, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be playing with small amounts of money, and I also say this is I need y'all's help. Uh, don't take my advice. It's not betting advice. It's like let's see what a history can do, p- teacher can do. Um, so I, I meet with, uh, the, my bookie guy and we talk about the games and then at the end I'm giving my picks. One of my picks this week was the, bu- uh, the game that we're in and it is the over. I'm what is the, the over, under over? In this game. The over in this was 47 and a half. So 24 a piece. Yeah. All I right. Think that's easily doable, right? Is that I think that, um, the Panthers yeah. defense is not good enough to hold the Panthers defense right now is not able to hold under say, I, I don't think they're going to be yeah. able to hold under 30. That's that's not the risky part. Here's the risky part for, from me. Okay. Is you don't know a lot about the Buccaneers defense. Um, and I understand that they were trending up, but they came out and really showed it again against a top three team, top five, uh, you know, powerhouse and offense held Kamara took took their two best weapons, took them out of the game as far as production wise. Now Kamara got two touchdowns, so it's kind of hard. You know, it's like well, we got two touchdowns. What are you talking about? But yeah, it, like, but it was like there were, but they were sensational kind of plays. That one underneath pass, that little screen pass was nasty. Yeah, yeah, and that that's why the Saints are good. Uh, the Bucks last year bottled up Christian McCaffrey twice. Um, you know, he he didn't get. I'm not exactly sure of the numbers, but he didn't get close to 100 yards rushing, and I don't think he reached 100 yards total offense in either of the two games. No, you're the only team that stopped him, right? Twice. Okay, so so we have that going for us. 
Plus, I think these corners are a lot better than most people know. Now, I, I as being a Bucks fan, am waiting for the game where you know everything just falls apart. Just go back to against the Saints when we played Teddy Bridgewater, and this is before all the backs who are there now or got in. Vernon Hargraves, five ten corner, was still sure. playing for us. Sure. But Teddy Bridgewater looked like like Kurt like Kurt Warner. It was just like bombs away, and right. you know, and just killed us. But if the Bucks don't hurt themselves, here's a stat. The Bucks average the Bucks never started any further possession on the field in their own twenty five. Their average was their own eighteen. The Saints was their own forty two. Sure. And the Bucks were in the game till the end. So as long as these things where there's you know, there's not like a lot of turnovers and, you know, sort of dumb plays and it's a well at least played game penalty wise and turnover wise. I like, I have a hard time seeing the Panthers putting up 24 points, but that's the thing, you know, your team, you know, your team better than I do. Right. I think that in here is that here is, and it's reasonable, right? Is that is, is, are they just going to get blown out, you know, 30 to 10 or something like that? You know I mean? That could be, it's very reasonable, but I, I would say this is that, um, we have a far better offense this year than we did last year. Um, okay. And right. Is that in that game, we almost beat the bucks at the end. I mean, it was right down on the goal line for the win. Oh, and week one. Christian yeah. McCaffrey yeah. got stuffed as at that game. And it was the last game that Cam Newton played in as a Carolina yeah. Panther. And they were boo birds on the way out the door. That's a sad moment for fans is when your favorite player, second favorite player all time. The last moment, you know, is with the fan booing, booing him. Or and booing them, um, but look, Christian McCaffrey. Yes, you bought him up, but it was a much easier last year to commit all in to stopping the run. That's the correct. So mm-hmm. I do think this is that look, Christian McCaffrey. While he might, he's had, he struggled against the Bucks. I'm, he's unstoppable, really. Right? He's limited. You can limit him, but I believe he's ultimately unstoppable. And well, if you give him the ball twenty five times a game, he's gonna get his yards. Yeah, but we had a very balanced attack in this one. Teddy had 270. Now, I understand the Raiders' defense is not great, right? Um, right. And and there's some questions, too, about their secondary. But we had a balanced play call. Um, mm-hmm. We got uh, Joe Brady, who is the, the savant coming from LSU. We right, have right. Uh, the best. Our, our offensive line played better than we've seen them play in five years in this Good. game. So I think this is that I think that the Panthers, I think we're going to be taking the over in Panthers games a lot this year. Because you think their offense is, is criminally underrated right and, now. Or more our defense is going to give up points like crazy. <laughs> and so you're going to have so to keep up. So it works up. both. you got to keep up. Yeah, is that yeah, there's going yeah, to that, that be is a, a That is a factor. big reason why the Bucks have had such a, you know, a top five, top ten offense, you know, through the Jameis years is because they're always behind a couple of scores. And he's, you know, and and he's firing off tw- like, I, I, I can't remember the last time Mike Evans caught a pass from James or ever Mike Evans catching a pass from Jameis Winston that wasn't at least seventeen yards down the field. Right. And you know, and he catches eighty a year. Like it's just chunk play after chunk play after chunk play is because when Jameis is here, you know, there's eleven minutes left in the first quarter and we're down fourteen nothing. You got to throw like, it. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> you time to throw get some it. points. Yeah. And so that's where I kind of think here is that. I think, I mean, the real scary part about this would be 
And this is the other thing is that, like, what if the Bucks just try to really get the run game going and the Panthers do that too because of the injuries on wide receiver for you guys and some of the question mm-hmm. on Christian McCaffrey. But I don't think that. I think that, it's, I think that it's a home game for you guys. I think you're going to be successful. I think the Panthers have enough offensive weapons to score. Now, not score at will, but to not mm-hmm. be shut out. You know, and, and right. so to be able they, to put together two, three drives and look good and not shoot themselves in the foot and, and you know, get like, you know, 17 points yeah. up on the board. Yeah. And so I think this is going to be like, a, you know, a 30, probably a 30 to 20 type game. You know, right there you in go. there, and so that's why you blew by it. Blew by it, man. That's... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Is I like I said, it's a history teacher <laughs> making picks. I am not a odds maker. I'm not a gambler. Um, and uh, some other picks just to sneak them in where I'm picking the Chiefs at not minus nine. I don't think that the Chargers can do. Like I'm sorry, I think they're going to blow them out. I got the Packers minus six and the under for the Saints Raiders. What's the Saints Raiders? I think it was ooh, 50. Let me see. That's a good question. Hold on. Saints Raiders under is. Hold on. Let me look it up one more time. Forgot it already. NFL week two odds. Um, It's down here. Raiders, 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 Raiders. It's Las Vegas' first home game. Ooh. 49 and a half. Okay. No Michael Thomas. Right. No Michael Thomas and Saints defense is their strength. And their yeah. offense isn't that so that's my that's my rationale. But um I, I'm with you. I'm with you. We'll see. We'll, see well good luck goes. to you. I'm excited about this new segment for you. All right. So um last last question. Uh, All right. Let's buckle in. Let's get serious now. What is the Bucks kicking game like? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, it's rock solid now. Okay. Who is it? It's a suck up from Tennessee. Okay. Um, oh, was he, he the one from last? Please say he wasn't their kicker last year. Well, let me tell the story. Um, the Bucks, as probably some Panthers fans know, went and spent a six round pick on Matt Gay. A huge, huge leg. I saw him kick a ball from 69 yards in practice and put it over the net, which is which is actually zip tied to the goalpost, like the practice goalpost. He put it over that net from 69. So he kicked it over the goalpost from 69 yards. It's like yards. a 80 yard kick or something. It, 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 like it, it looked like, you know, it was, it was like just trying to think like how far could, it was just crazy. Uh, the problem is between the 35 and the 40 on the right hash mark, he can't make it. Like he just, like he, he two for five. Like, and then comes out the next day, three for five, comes out the next day, four for five, come out the next day, one for five. He cannot make it. And with looking at this roster and you look at it, you're like, we just can't have that guy. It's great to have the guy that can kick it from 65 to win the game as time runs out. But we might not be in that position if we have the guy that can make it from 45 every time. Now, Ryan Suckup has the NFL record. I think it's 56 straight for making field goals inside the 50-yard line. He's been a very accurate kicker for a very long time. Last year at Tennessee, he got hurt early. They uh, they waited for him to get better. They tried to rush him back. And when they rushed him back, he went 0 for 8. Ooh. He missed. Yeah, he went 0 for 8. But he was still injured. 
So uh, he ended up he ended up being a free agent. Tennessee let him go halfway, like just like a week and a half before we're about to play the Saints game. Uh, we bring in suck up, and basically the Bucks have made their mind up. They're like, like, are you healthy? So they let him kick for a couple of practices, saw that he was healthy, and jettisoned Matt Gay. What they want is the guy that can make it from fifty in, and that's what they want. And if they got to go for it, if they don't win. The, if they lose a game because he can't make a fifty-six yarder. That's that's the thinking behind it. They're like, we don't care because he's going to make the 35-yarder that puts us in the position not to have to make the 56-yarder. And uh, I hadn't, when I saw Suckup's stroke, uh, you know, the kicking stroke, kicking motion in the Saints game, I like, I had no qualms whatsoever. It was just nice and easy, dead center. And it's something I haven't seen since Matt Bryant, who played like 13 years in Atlanta and has been retired for a couple, like, it's been a long time since there was a guy back there that, you know, I, I could actually, we score the touchdown. I can get up and go get a drink because we're going to make the extra point. It's been hmm. over a decade since I could say That's that. That's funny because we have a kicker that can kick a 60 yarder, but he misses extra points at a league high. Yep. There you go. Wow. And that's Bucks just went Slug. the other way. All yeah. Right. The Bucks just wanted to go the other way. Well, look, Rand, I thank you for taking the time out of your night to hang out with me and talk about this and give us a little insight into the game. I'm assuming that you're picking the Bucks to win, right? I am picking the Bucks to win. Um, but you, you know they cover the nine points. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, man, that's fine. Yeah. Um, do I think they cover the nine points? Um they should, but I don't know. Right? They should. Know. It's a, it's and a it's, big it's, number. It's a bigger number it, than you want to lay money on usually. It, exactly. And, like, if I could have seen um, some more stuff at a Panthers camp, had have seen more Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I haven't seen the Panthers game. Like, I've seen some highlights from it, so I don't have really a feel for you, yeah. a feel for you for well, this. We, don't, we barely but it, do. Yeah, so, you know, if we're talking about, if we're down the road in week six, week seven, and you come to me and go is nine that I I could be able to say yes or no, but right now, I, of course, as a Bucks fan, I'm like, yeah, sure, it can. It's is it doable? Absolutely, sure. You know, but you know, is like winning with a suck up 46 yarder like, as time runs out also doable? Yeah. Are the Panthers going to beat the Buccaneers by nine? Yeah, but we're gonna have to really fuck up to do it. But you know, we can't cover kickoffs, we can't block field goals, our left tackles like you know is non-existent, so. It's on the table. It is on the table. I hate to say it. I think y'all will be fine. This is get right game for you guys. But the Panthers are just going to get better each week. That's our goal. A little bit better each week. So, all right. Randax, tell them where where they can find your work. Yeah. uh, Best place to find me is on Twitter, uh, at Randax, R-E-N underscore D-A-X-T. I am always down to talk Buccaneers football, uh, but if you don't want to put your, you know, your, uh, if your take, your take is too hot and don't want to put it there on the Twitter's verse, feel free to slide in my DMs and I'll talk Buccaneers football with you there too. I understand me being a Bucks guy, I talk Bucks all the time. Panthers fans don't care, but if you have a question about the Buccaneers and you kind of like, kind of like what Tony and I went through here, and you just want to slide in my DMs and you know ask about a player or ask about how you think they're going to attack. Uh, the Panthers, or like, is there an injury? Is it really going to hurt the Buccaneers? Feel free, and I'll, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk ball. Awesome, man! Check out the Pewtercast as well, and uh, we're back here uh, after the game live for the post game show. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. You can call in and uh, look for the professor's picks coming out tomorrow, 
and this uh, video is live now. So, hey, you guys have a good one. We'll check you out. Keep pounding. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.